we doing i'm swampy 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 in all the swampy areas it makes me want to read that book we read about the swampy flood mm. uh, reread the oh, black the, waters uh, black, or whatever yeah black water yeah black water is oozing uh we are in the the uh this is the sweatiest nastiest part of the summer here in so, doppeltown oh, <laughs> How did people do it with all their conditioning? I just don't. They the with their woolen suits and their <laughs> their their, their, their cufflinks, <laughs> their big waxy handlebar mustaches and those, on the sweaty sweaty horse. And those and then those skirts with time they wore all those petticoats and I know. exactly it's not it's everything not was stanky down it there. Was, it was stanky. It was everything. And they had sex. <laughs> well, you know, hot stanky. <laughs> <laughs> Doppletown sex. <laughs> Those were the days. Uh, out on the out on the sleeping porch. <laughs> I gotta get me one of those. Eating sleeping some porch. musk melon <laughs> and swatting away the mosquitoes. <laughs> Pretty much. But that is not. We are a modern people. We are a modern we are people. Depleting the planet of all its <laughs> resources. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're just gonna use them up, and you know. We'll be dead by the time. Exactly. People will curse our names and we won't hear a thing. <laughs> right. Oh, damn us. All right. Um, <laughs> so we were reading this book. Yes. I, so, you know, full disclosure, I finished reading this book, was it three weeks ago? Yeah, it was probably three weeks ago. It is a dim, yeah, and I've, Gen I've, Zer memory. I've, I've, I've actually, uh, I've, uh, I finished this book um, about a, yeah, a little less than a week ago. Thank but I, God. But I've finished two other books since then. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they weren't long books. Right. But uh, so, so there was some interference. This is going to be a very brief... Uh, yeah, brief, dim, and vague, uh, which is, you know, that's just the trajectory of this entire, I remember entire nobody, podcast. I remember nobody's name. <laughs> I remember... <laughs> oh, crap. I remember nobody's name either. I think we should stop and All right. remember... Well, after a quick <laughs> look through our phones, <laughs> like we do, we caught up with, uh, <laughs> we remembered names. Mm -hmm. So the main character's name is Lydia. Lydia. And her, she, she has a, uh, she has just put her mother uh, into a memory care, uh, memory care uh, uh, facility. She uh, is just, uh, begin has just finished art school and is starting her first internship for some Tony Gallery in Soho. Yep. And she uh, rented, rents a place. 
that's supposed to be an artist studio that you're not supposed to sleep in, but of course she does, like they all do. Like they all do. <laughs> um, where she meets, um, not the landlord, but really like the sort of the caretaker um, administrator who is also a resident. What's his name again? Ben. Oh yeah, Ben. Ben. And, uh, and uh, there's all, immediately a little flirtation goes on there. Um, you find out pretty quickly that Ben has a fiance who's also a friend becomes a friend with, uh, with, with Lydia. Friendly. Friendly. But Lydia's a vampire. That's, that's a, the problem. Supposedly. Here's the problem. She's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to, she's just a young Gen Zer vampire trying to make it in this modern this world. Modern world. She just goes to the corner and throws up her hat because she's going to make it after all. <laughs> um, so really the plot yes. is, there really isn't much of a plot. It's, it's, it's just you know it's just this character study more or less of this young woman trying to find her way in the world finding uh trying to like separate herself from her mother who has brought her up a certain way which is quite problematic and this is why almost religious it's almost religious it really reminded me of uh of of carrie carrie of carrie's relationship with her mom um where uh not as abusive <laughs> not quite as abusive but you know uh, lydia's mom has taught her that you are a vampire you you feed on blood and you're awful and you are awful and you that, are a demon and you're awful yeah you are a demon you are a thing of sin and you need to overcome that and, uh, and when you can't overcome it you need to punish yourself for it one of the punishments that she uh inflicts on herself is that she only allows herself to drink pig blood which is you know a foul beast so pig blood well, if she gets pig blood from one pig, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But she gets a, some dried pig blood, and it's like a multitude of pigs. Oh, yes. In the dried pig blood, and it freaks her out. Yeah. So she sort of, when she drinks blood, she sort of retains the memories. Yeah. And she, the exper- the sense memory of the, the thing that she has been drinking so yeah. she uh eats a bird she drinks a bird yeah, like and she a, duck. Eat, <laughs> a duck right and she gets kind of all the ducky memories yeah every time she's like goes back because you know she doesn't like just drain it right off the bat um this duck uh she you know sips off of it um you know just kind of keeps herself sort of like a scotch yeah like, <laughs> like, like a, scotch. a scotch and um and she gets little parts of the the duck's life um and the same thing with uh with pig blood um and uh but yeah when she gets there's you know she's one of the you know the conflicts in this thing is she's having a difficulty since since she's trying to launch yeah she's trying to launch herself but she's also you know without her mother's help she is having difficulty sourcing ethically sourcing the blood that she needs um so and they don't have it at whole foods it's not at whole foods she's got to go to one of those specialty butchers um and yeah, so like you said, she gets this dried pig blood from like a like a like a scientific supply store or something like that, and uh, and it's just this, this this mishmash of all these different pig bloods, and so she gets uh, she has a, a poor dining experience that mm-hmm. afternoon. It's like the McDonald's of pig blood, <laughs> <laughs> a pig slurry, big blood slurry, a pig blood slurry, <laughs> little Lisa slurry. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, but really the the. So the, the kind of the thrust of this whole story is her trying to f- figure herself out. Yeah, how is she going to be her, it, uh, be her own person, her own vampire? Right. And she has to deal with her mother. Yes. In the kind of like what everybody has to do, do is deal with her upbringing and how to mm-hmm. re reassess that and live 
out uh, her own destiny. Right. And then kind of figuring out what to do with her own desires. Yes. And also, she's a, a poser. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's in art school. There's you're just gonna you're just gonna run into people in art school who are who have produced who produces no art. Yeah. But she did start in the story. She did start making some art. She does start making some art. And she's really just trying to figure herself out. Yeah, and those and those those scenes where she's um where she describes uh you know uh that that artistic you know, when she's in the zone you know finally making something after a long time. And then, like revising it, like repainting over things, over and over. Yeah, yeah which is actually that, that I enjoyed that quite a bit. That, that you those, enjoyed it. Well, those I mean, that those those scenes made sense to me. That that spoke mm. to me. It's like, okay, this is something I don't have the experience of, but this helps me think about it a little bit. Um, I feel like this book, reading this book, aged me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> dated me. I felt so old. I'm reading this book, and I can just feel myself getting older. <laughs> I can feel my flesh drying, and <laughs> nothing happened. I just got a little older. It was, uh, you know, I love coming of age stories. Yeah. Um, when they're gay, yeah. but I don't, I don't. Those like, are some of the best ones. But these Gen Z, yeah. this is a gen, this is a Gen Z story. Yeah, and it's, it really seems like one, and it really is. I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't want to be judgy. I'm going to be judgy. I'm not going to be judgy, but <laughs> you're going to be judgy. I'm going to be judgy. I, it was um, it was a big nah to yeah. me. You know, this is a very Gen Z thing to say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now this this book um, uh, this book uh, passed through me without leaving a scar. Um, I didn't dislike it. <laughs> through you like <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> jello in the morning. <laughs> like jello in the morning. Yes, exactly. Like a neutrino. No, it, and I didn't. I didn't. I don't dis, didn't dislike this book. It was. It was. No, quite, I didn't dislike it. Yeah, it was well written. It was very competently written. It was um, uh, by a person who has very carefully uh, studied and and um, uh, 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 learned how to craft literary narratives and had an interesting con a couple of interesting conceits uh the one that i found most interesting was you know it's the uh, it's the anorexic uh it's the anorexic teenager young woman story but told as by as told from the uh, point of view of a basically a, a vampire with an eating disorder um yeah which, she did she yeah. kind of did yeah she had an eating has, disorder and, and you find out why you know why she has an eating disorder because it's her of, mother. So it's her mother, and it's her very complicated relationship with who she is, what her body requires. Is, requires, and um, and in as much as it's that, um, I thought it was actually pretty cool, and it was a good way to to, to write the the um, the eating disorder novel, which yeah. yeah, which you know, there's a bunch of books out there about that. Um, so I I I, I like I like that. Um, I really liked uh, the um, when I when I you know plugged it into the Carrie and her mother story that that resonated with me in an interesting way, um, but not a particularly complicated way. <laughs> I mean, it's you know it's Carrie and her mother. Her, Carrie's mom is a crazy lady and has made Carrie's life very difficult. You get so in Carrie, yeah, she's. She because her because of what her mother did to her. Yeah. When she, when she uh, actually connects to her power, she's destructive. Yes. Because she doesn't have a sense of herself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this character, mm -hmm. what do you think she 
in the end discovers about herself you know i don't did um, she discover anything yeah i does she, she come to anything about she, her own power she definitely comes into some of her own power um i just don't know that it's necessarily a positive thing um no it doesn't have to be positive no right? absolutely not but she does um uh in the end you know she uh breaks through her barriers to actually connect with Ben in such a way. Uh, ben being the uh, her love interest, they actually sleep together. Um, uh, part of her obsession um, with him is that... Uh, she drinks his blood. She drinks his blood. Through a t-shirt, a yeah. bloody t-shirt. Yeah, he like cuts himself, like hanging something in her room or something like that. And then... Um, she and like it, sucks on the blood yeah. through the shirt, and like you know, and through that, you who know, hasn't done that? I mean, when it's somebody they're interested in, <laughs> seriously, it's like, oh, you cut yourself here. Let me. Oh. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but you know, they actually get close, and um, you know, sleep together, and uh, close like penis and vagina close. Yeah, PIB, yeah. PIB close. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Um, uh, but she also has, you know, her relationship with her, her art and her work situation. And it's, um, there's a, a moment, there's, she has a, she works at this gallery and uh, the head of the gallery is this supposedly brilliant artist um, and impresario named Gideon. Who, mm-hmm. uh, the name alone tells you he's going to be trouble. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, he uh, takes a special interest in this young, in this new young woman. At first, she thinks that he actually may be another vampire. Now, remind me, does she actually, you know, she suspects that there are maybe others out there, but she never really specifically meets any. No, she never meets any. No, No, she wants to. She wants to, yeah. She knows that they're there somewhere. Yeah, but... uh, but she, at, first, at first she thinks that he is one because just the way he carries himself, he dresses himself like, you know, a late 19th century dandy and, um, you know, like like a, like a dumb guy. But he's not. He's but he's poser. not. He's just a poser. And, uh, but then, uh, you know, she's first she's a little starstruck, but then he, you know, just basically... Creeps uh, on her. Creeps on her and, like, you know, grabs her ass and, um, and uh, she learns fairly quickly that you know he's got a bit of reputation he picks his favorites and then he tries to seduce them and then he tosses them away and so she becomes a little afraid of him and then at the end when she like i said what like you say comes into her power um and begins to accept her vampire vampiric nature she kills him she just drains him eats his whole life um and relives it yeah uh and that's you know that's the like, and kind of delights in it. And kind of delights in it. It's like, it's like that's like the climax of the, of the novel more or less is is his murder, and uh, and she, she just leaves. She leaves, onto her life. Yeah, uh, that's that's the that's that as far as I can remember, that's like everything that happens in this book. I mean, there's a couple of parties. That's really, there's a couple of boring parties. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of insecure. Yeah. Moments about um, Ben and his mm-hmm. and his girlfriend because he likes her. She likes his girlfriend. Yeah. And her being angsty over her art and what she's producing, and then the mother trying to yeah she trying to figure out how to handle her mother and um, yeah and uh, it, trying to come to terms with her yeah I think relationship with her mother and with her and where she comes from yeah. and what she is. Her identity. Yeah. 
in the end, I think you know you and I tend to come to these books as like you know, we're 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 a horror podcast, so we're looking for the horror, and there's a little bit of it here, not a lot, you know. There's I mean, not a lot. Um, but um, it's using the vampire as a uh, metaphor. Yeah, and and that's the part that I that I like, as you know, as if uh, as a as a um, a literary. You know, metaphor. Yeah, like a metaphor, a literary trick is to to write this novel that many people have written, but the particular twist is to add this the spice of the vampire uh, to this story of you know the art. You know, a, 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 what do they call it a a buildingsroman or a, a, a. It's a it's the diary of a young artist. Yeah, it's a portrait of a young artist. Portrait of a young artist. Yeah, yeah. Kunst. Uh, what do you, I can't remember. There's a German word for it. it starts with Kunst. Um, but uh, that and. I think that was a good experiment. I think this is a fairly success, successful uh, attempt to do that. Um, yes, it wasn't really scary. No, I was never horrified. Or, no. um, I did sort of laugh when Gideon was killed because it was a very me too, yeah, <laughs> me too it, moment fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a me too fantasy, um, uh, and uh, uh, which is you know that's great. Dude, dude is a creep. <laughs> He was he was no uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, he, he was just a creep. Just a yeah, just a creep. And the I, vampire, I, this version of a vampire was very. They weren't super powerful. She wasn't super powerful. No, right? she was didn't have any special abilities. Yeah. Um, she just had the ability to live a long time and to. Yeah. Uh, well, is that even true? Because how old was her mother? Not that old. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that you don't know, and in the end, and I personally don't even know if she really is a vampire. Yeah, Might you be don't a really mental illness. Yeah, you really don't know. Delusion. I mean, there's a couple of there's a couple of like third person observations that um, can let you know, lend credence to it, like when uh, when Ben and, and 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 she have sex. You know, she's cold. She's cold. Um, and he he recognizes that um, where living women are not cold, <laughs> not there. Well, that's <laughs> not true. Your wife is always freezing. Not there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so there's that's that's the sort of like you know if you're going to have corroborating evidence, but there's not much beyond that. To yeah, there isn't much. Um, you kind of wonder is this a delusion the mother yeah created for the daughter? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a um, to keep her in line. Yeah, to keep her in line. There's a, a, a we. I don't think we ever read this together, but there's a, uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of this. Is, this book was marketed as you know an unusual vampire story, and that has there have been many 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 of those. But one of the first ones was called "Some of Your Blood," by Theodore Sturgeon, um, and it was a story of a it was a vampire story. But the, you know the vampire wasn't actually nothing supernatural about it. It's just had a a really fucked up childhood um, that caused him to drink blood. You're right. Um, And this could be that, that, that's what could be happening here as well. Yeah, you just don't know. Yeah. And she could be cold because she has a, you know, her mother turned her when she was an infant because she had uh, an illness. Yeah. And who knows, maybe she has a circulatory issue of some sort. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could, you could get, you could, you could make arguments um, both ways. I think. I think that's um, on purpose. I think because the mother gets ambiguity. sent to this memory care center, and it's not like she's drinking blood every day. Yeah, I mean, there was a bunch of blood hidden in the fridge, but it's not. It's not there. Though I don't think it's. 
I don't think she's what maybe was she able to resupply? No. With like black puddings and stuff like that? For herself. Yeah. But not for her mom. Hmm. Which makes you think, well and the mom the story with the mom actually sort of peters off. Yeah. Like you don't really know. Yeah, no, it's it's very strange. So at first she's you know, her mom you know, she's she's beginning to suffer from dementia and memory memory problems and um and she just doesn't want she's like they have to trick her into like going there and being there and like you know saying your daughter's gonna go out just for a cup throw a bite and she'll be right back and the the conceit is that you know the daughter does is not you know lydia's not supposed to come back then for at least a week um and the mother is so distraught and and violent toward the staff. She's getting calls. Your mother's been biting people. <laughs> she's, she's a little bitey. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but then she just comes around. It's as if she decided to let go of her own delusion. Right. Um, and right. Go, and not be a vampire. And not anymore. be a vampire anymore, and like be okay. Which is. And you it's know. not like there's fangs. There's not like you know. She doesn't talk about fangs, so does she? she? She does. She goes, I showed her, I'm showing him my teeth. She talks about th- her teeth and stuff like that. And she's self-conscious about them, but I don't remember that anybody actually notices them. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, that ambiguity actually is, is, is very, it's, it's also kind of, you know, tasty as you read right. through the book. Yeah. It gives you stuff to think about. And, you know, the book's not very long, so... Um, um, when you get to the end, um, as, mo- as, long as, as long as you can remember it, which for us is not very long, but you can hold the thing in your in your head and just sort of turn it around and look at it from a couple different sides, uh, which is the which is one of the advantages of a short novel. Um, so you can read something; it's short, and you can just ponder it. It's, with War and Peace, you have to go through a couple of times. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to be for me to be three weeks away from the book and mm. to think about well, what's what lingers, yeah, if anything, mm-hmm. and uh, not much lingers. Yeah, I'm afraid that's not much lingers, um, and maybe it's more my judgmental <laughs> nature about <laughs> the, that. It's there's an outside chance of, that that's the case, right? <laughs> and um, and uh, you know, a couple of the, and some images linger. Yeah. Like yeah. the suck the the duck, the sucking the blood through the t-shirt, yep. um, and uh, and to me it just seems very dreamlike. Yeah, and a lot of wandering and through her life trying to um, make sense of her life. She's not very. Um, she's not has doesn't have a lot of agency. She's yeah. kind of helpless. And yeah, she seems kind of yeah. That's that's actually a good passive. way to put it. Passive. She's, she's very kind passive. of passive. Um, I mean that's why I mean that's why the the biggest the you know just for her journey from being passive to acting or over acting overreacting um, that's the trajectory that's her trajectory um, and ideally I mean I guess she's gonna go off into the world now and um, do what the hell she wants do I what guess she wants. without a lot of emotional uh, yeah. control or something I don't know yeah yeah. Uh, well, it's like these over these overprotective helicopter helicopterish parents mm-hmm. that are um, you hear from people who are teachers in college now, yeah. who are over these these children do not know how to handle much of anything. Oh, because right. their parents handle all of it. Yeah, and 
and they're no. not very good at emotional regulation. They have very low pain tolerance. They are kind of entitled mm -hmm. um, and passive. They don't eat vegetables. They don't eat their vegetables. They don't. Do they get a lot of. They get a lot of uh, DoorDash. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of DoorDash. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that I mean that's where my judgy. Yeah. It's like yeah, this is a this probably is a good metaphor and for this current generation. It's yeah. probably a good yeah. a novel I, that encapsulates yeah. this generation. I will say with a fair degree of certainty that I am I'm not the ideal reader for this book. <laughs> um, so, um, well, all this grousing. That makes me want to drink. All, what this, you just old said. Man, all this old man oh, grousing. Back in my day, we were self sufficient. We got our own pig's blood. We raised our pigs and from kill piglets, them. and then we kill them. And we liked it. All right. It's cocktail it's time. time. It is cocktail time. Right. Well, we're drinking a cocktail. I it's um it's bright and sunny this cocktail, <laughs> and also very gloomy and cloudy. And <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's not our best. It's but not it's our okay. best. It's it's, it's barely a, it's barely palatable. <laughs> but it has booze in it. It has yeah. booze in it. It's all that matters. So uh, so so here's here's how we here's how here's how we make it. So get yourself some Pernod, or if you really want to be fancy, go get some absinthe. But per Pernod will be fine. fine. Yeah. Uh, take a shot of that. Put it in a cocktail shaker. Take a teaspoon of powdered sugar. Yeah. Um, uh, juice of half of a lemon. Yep. Uh, shake that up with ice. Yep. Pour it into the glass. Pour it into a glass. With the ice. With the ice. And then top it with uh, some soda. Yeah. And it gets this, you get this sort of yellowy, cloudy, sort of rancid-looking milk-like substance, which we are calling, calling hallucinogenic milk. Hallucinogenic milk. <laughs> which in, in the story she uh, drinks some milk. Yeah, she wants. She's going to try she other bodily fluids, and so she drinks some milk, and, and it, it uh, just it, does she, not go well. She, she trips balls. Yeah, it's like the MDA, the MDMA of dairy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not, right. not good for her. Yeah. This so is kind of tasty, though. And it, yeah. plays, but it's it doesn't taste like milk at all. Uh, not at all. No. <laughs> so, all right. Here, chin, chin. All right. Yeah, so that's our cocktail. Let's uh, head down. This is a very quick podcast. I'm digging bada boom, it. Bada bing. So let's go down to the basement. All right. We are in the basement. The lusciously cool basement. Uh, I'm just going to lay on the floor. Very, <laughs> very damp. Spread out. Yeah, damp. just carefully don't stick to it. It's very humid. <laughs> Um, oh. Yes, our next book. Uh, uh, what do you think? Um, you wanted to read something by an author who we did not enjoy that book. We didn't, so yeah. Um, so I'm a little hesitant, but yeah. I am in agreement because I have nothing to offer because I picked <laughs> this book. Okay. So we um, uh, years ago we read uh, uh, Grady Hendrix's big um, breakout book called Horror Store, um, and uh, which... Uh, we thought it was going to be super fun because it, it's it's all it all takes place in sort of a more or less an IKEA store. Exactly. And the book itself looks like a big IKEA catalog. Right. And, and even each of the chapters it was has cleverly some designed. Very cleverly designed. But not a clever book. No, it, just, it annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah, actually. It was disappointing. Um, and uh, but then afterwards, that wasn't even his first book. He had two novels that he published before that, which are actually kind of hard to find right now because oh. he's become so popular. Good for him. 
Anyway, he started publishing other books, and um, I started reading them, and uh, a couple of them were just great. Um, but because our rule is that um, if one of us have, has read the book, we really try and uh, we both want to come to with the book fresh. So um, oh, is that a? I didn't know. That. It's kind. It's kind of a rule. It's an unspoken, it's but kind now of an it's unspoken. now we, it's a rule. We have violated it a couple of so times. many times. So much violation. <laughs> so much violation. <laughs> anyway, so we're reading. Uh, I read a bunch of his books. I love them, um, and I haven't read this one, so it's it's it, it works. Um, it is called. The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, by Grady Hendrix. Is it like going to be like a Suki Stackhouse novel? <laughs> I literally have I, no idea, but the best part is it has a has reader's guide at the end. This is literally like one of those... I can't wait. <laughs> like, it's a book group book. It's like a book group oh, book. Oh, we're going to go through all the questions in the book group oh, book. Oh, I think we, I think we definitely we must. should. <laughs> all right. So that's what we're going to read next. The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires I by better, Grady Hendrix. All right, Grady, it better be good is all I got to say. <laughs> he'll... Okay. he'll Give it his all. All right, let's right, get, out, let's of get out of the basement. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but we are now out of the basement. Yes. Does now it? we're out of the basement. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. What else? Could Anything we... else about this book? I say I would recommend reading it. I would. You know, I would not not recommend it. Yeah, I would not, recommend it, especially for like younger readers who aren't as jaded and cynical as we are, um, or poss possibly are more jaded and cynical. Maybe we're just not cynical enough. We're not cynical enough. That very well could be the case. They come out of the womb cynical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Really? Is that all there is? Um, it's not going to demand a lot of you, and it's it's a nice take on the vampire trope, mm -hmm. and I'm for anything that keeps the vampire trope going. Yeah. Um, and it's very much a character study, like you said, yeah. of one it's nice to be kind of inside the person's brain and uh yeah um how to grow up vampire you know yeah yeah how do you do that it's me yeah <laughs> right it is it's how to grow up vampire it's adulting it's vampiring it's vampiring so um yeah uh that's, I all, I that's all i got that's all i got for this book yeah me too what about the rest of our world <laughs> talk about horror <laughs> the rest um, of our world is horror novel yeah. <laughs> but it's a hot one it's a hot horror novel yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I don't need to talk about the horror that is that the is. January 6th committee <laughs> <laughs> or any of that or all the, all the rest yeah or any of that stuff so yeah, yeah. well let's uh, what, what should do we do with this sucker I think, I think we, we should uh, I think we should uh, take away send it to graduate school <laughs> yeah take away sunscreen send it to graduate school <laughs> And make it do, um, mm -hmm. make it do, make job. it work part time. Make it work part time. Uh, yeah, in, intern for something. Intern, and make it in, <laughs> a non paying internship. Make it fetch coffee and once in a while have to drink it. Right. That's good. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.